0: The following podcast is a member of the Great Big
1: Owl family. Football is many things. Unpredictable, exciting, colourful, passionate, absorbing, expensive. Venal, infuriating, exasperating,
0: time-consuming, depressing. But one thing it most certainly is not is a level
1: playing field. Welcome to the famous sloping pitch. Incidentally, why not enter our new jingle contest? Send demos to slopingpitch at hatemail.com. I'm Nick, and despite a lifetime of betrayal and embarrassment, I am still just about in love with football.
0: And I'm Chris, and I characterise my relationship with football as a love-hate thing. I find more and more of it impossible to like, but I can't take my eyes off it. And I can't quite escape the sneaking suspicion that everything that has changed in football since I first started watching it has made it a little bit more shit.
1: Now, this isn't just two old geezers banging on about how things were so much better in their day. I mean, it is that, obviously, but not just that.
0: It's an opportunity to explore football's bottomless capacity for disappointment and disillusionment. An arena for wondering aloud what happened to football's soul. For talking about how come football history seems now to begin in
1: 1992 with the formation of the Premier League. We're going to be talking to a mixed bag of guests from the worlds of football, showbiz and bizarrely civil engineering. Who will tell us about their own feelings for football. In the hope that they will either make us feel vindicated or else remind us of what it was that we liked. about football in the first place. My name is Nick, and I am a Stoke fan, and also, as it happens, an alcoholic. I'm just about to embark on my 51st season of watching Stoke City, which, quite frankly, has been an overlong pantomime of pain and disappointment, which, bizarrely, has brought me an incredible amount of joy and pleasure. Some of my happiest days, deepest friendships, and funniest moments have come from fruitless trips to Grimsby, Nuneaton, and Colchester, and the rest... And there's the nub of it. It isn't about winning, or even what happens on the pitch, and it certainly isn't about trophies. Stoke won the League Cup in the second year of my twisted love affair, and nothing since. Trophies aren't for the likes of me. Trophies are for the elite moneyed few. And of course, if Cracker has taught us anything, trophies are for serial killers. Football is a simple pleasure, a simple game, and a wonderful distraction from life. I just wonder why I keep being told that it is, in fact, life itself. For goodness sake, everybody, Bill Shankly was
0: joking. And I'm Chris, and I support Oldham Athletic. At the time of recording this, Oldham were the very bottom team in the English Football League pyramid, the 92nd member of the 92 club. Bottom of League Two, which doesn't sound as bad as bottom of Division Four, does it? But that is, in fact, exactly what it is. The fourth tier, that's what they call it, isn't it? Like Alan Partridge talking to Lynn about his mini-metro. They rebranded it, you fool. In the last 30 years, 30 years being the approved unit of undiluted hurt, as we know from original Three Lions, no team has presented its supporters with a more relentlessly miserable record of underachievement. Every other team in the English League, including, by the way, all of the ones who have dropped out of the league and into the conference, or whatever it's trading as now, the National League, every other team has had something to celebrate, a promotion or a trophy of some kind. And that's not counting getting into the playoffs but not going up, or the ludicrous pseudo-trophy that is finishing fourth in the Premiership, or qualifying for the Europa League. We have had three relegations, from the Premiership to the second tier, and then to the third tier for 21 straight seasons, nearly all of those in the bottom half, and then the fourth tier, where we currently languish, hoping that two teams will show themselves to be worse than we are, and we can stay just on the Football League gravy minibus. Or that they reintroduce re-election for the bottom four, which would give us a 75% chance. So 30 years of unblemished failure, that's half of my life, defined by my attachment to a disastrously run shambles. Half of my life characterised by unremitting disappointment and disillusionment. And this is what we do to ourselves, and what football does to us. We actually used to have a famous sloping pitch at Oldham. I think there is a slight incline even now, but it basically got flattened out when they laid the artificial pitch back in the
1: 80s, thus making it a little bit more shit. And now an explanation for why sloping pitches are famous for anybody under the age of 60. So, famous sloping pitches originate, I believe, with Yeovil beating Arsenal in 1949 in the FA Cup on... A famous sloping pitch. After that, any team of a higher calibre than the ones they played, who lost, would claim that the team they were playing against had a famous sloping pitch. Hibs had a famous sloping pitch, for instance, and that on and on and on it went. And somehow that's supposed to
0: be an, an unfair advantage, even though you know both teams are going to be kicking uphill for half of the time. Yes,
1: I know, but they, they, they'll know where all the potholes are. Uh, so that's just an explanation for your younger listeners, and also for anybody who's come upon this podcast by accident. I'm not quite sure how you would come upon a podcast called the Famous Sloping Pitch by Accident unless you were a fan of extreme camping <laughs> and had actually once pitched your tent on a famous
0: slope. Uh, it had a famous sloping pitch, yeah, yes. where your sleeping bag rolls out and over a cliff yeah. and you get woken by a mountain goat licking your face in the morning. Yeah, which all in all sounds like a bad thing. It sounds like a terrible thing. And uh, so if you've come here for that, then this is not the podcast for you. But I doubt that there is one for you.
1: But maybe next week uh, we will have something we'll for anybody who, who was going <laughs> to stop listening. Branch out into
0: other things that could be covered by the phrase famous sloping <laughs> l- pitch. All right, moving on. We find ourselves now, don't we, at the beginning of a new season, after a summer with the Euros in it and the Olympics, and with fans back at games after a whole season off because of the Covid. So let's start with the Euros. What about
1: the Euros? you enjoy those, Nick? Um... I did in the sense that they filled up bits of my life. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I've got to say that even a month and a half on I've kind of forgotten them, which is amazing given that England got to a final. Yeah. And and sort of the opposite to the 1966 World Cup which nobody's allowed to forget. No, or indeed Italia
0: 90 which I remember almost every kick of.
1: Yes, yes, of course.
0: But no, the Euros they 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 haven't really stayed in the in the memory quite as quite as much. It's a bit like a 2020 international and you can't remember who won the next day. Yes. But yep. um yeah I mean why do you think that is is it because the the, the team were uh were held, felt held back didn't they they felt restrained by the by the tactics of uh, Gareth Southgate well, I don't know excessive like... caution Yeah, it's like if there'd been great attacking moments that we could that we could recall maybe it would have stuck a little
1: Well, it was was very much safety first. It was like staying at home on your own, but still wearing a condom just in case. Um, Of course, I don't think the players would have felt held back at all. I mean, the the key thing about modern football, I I believe one of the key things, (laughs) we've got weeks of this, there's going to be loads of them, is is that... when people shout at players for doing certain things what they don't realize is players do exactly what they're told
2: yes if they yes. don't
1: do
0: what they're told they will not be picked and even and they're, uh, they're better than you would be at it you know oh, no, well, as well so, whatever well, it is yeah, that's that's a,
1: that's a general you and not actually yeah no, me no, no yes
0: exactly be. i was talking to the imaginary person who was talking to you oh right Dan. No, i wasn't even, saying you know even you were the obviously a very person. in your time a very classy player
1: yeah the other the other thing that i, I noticed was you, you didn't waste too much time because every single game... Was nil nil at half time, as far <laughs> as I could tell. That's probably not true, but it certainly not felt like It's
0: entirely that. true. But it, it, it did seem to be Gareth Southgate's tactic for that uh, was to you know nil nil at half time. That yeah. was the that was the thing, and then maybe you know seventy five minutes we can open up a little yeah. bit. Maybe let Grealish put his idiot little tiny pa- uh, shin pads on, yeah. you know, have a little but, bit but, of a uh, run out. And
1: uh, of course, the thing about that, as my son pointed out to me uh, when he was about ten, was <laughs> so I uh, so I, I'm starting to understand. Dad, we have to keep it tight for the first fifteen minutes because that's that's that sort of decides the way the game's going to go. Mm. And then just before half time, or maybe. 20 minutes before half time, before you've got to keep it tight because that is the worst time to concede a goal. There's never a good time to concede no, a goal. Well, there isn't. Yeah. For instance, just after half time, it's a it's terrible, terrible time to yeah, concede yeah. a goal. And so you want to keep that tight for at least you 15 minutes. You need to keep
0: minutes. it tight for the, the first 15 and, and minutes. And heaven
1: knows what can really kill you is the last 20 minutes yeah. of the game. So you want to keep that tight tight. So that basically gives (laughs) us, I think, 20 minutes in which goals may be scored.
0: He got a very early grasp of how the game works,
1: particularly, I think, at international level. Oh, yes, absolutely. Mm. Um, And so a lot of games felt like that, although... uh, there's always one game so the Ukraine game for England yes. um, you suddenly thought oh it's going to be one of those tournaments where we're a bit rubbish in the group yes. and then we gradually get better game by game by game by game unfortunately we got a lot worse yeah. well
0: we have one, we have one stellar performance like we had against uh, the Dutch in 96 where yes. it looked like we could beat anything you put in front of us yes. all of a sudden and then yeah. we got a nil-nil and then we went to our penalty
1: and in Italian because the stellar performance was actually the semi-final <laughs> was actually the same event, um, yeah. Because all of the other games were, were butter-clenchingly tense, yeah, if yeah, I remember. Yeah, and
0: winning the, with that uh, David Platt
1: goal in the last minute That's of right. the last and, extra and, time. And, and, two, and two penalties from Lineker against Cameroon yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff. But still, I have a fond memories for it. Of Italia memories. 90. Well, I think the difference
0: between Italia 90 and what happened this time um, was, just look back. I mean, I know he knew, Bobby Robson, that he was leaving. And that, you know, he'd, uh, Graham Taylor was coming in already, wasn't he? He'd already yep. been hired. And, uh, but for that, that semi-final, which was the most important game of his life... Mm. Uh, and who knows? It, it, there might have been another one if it had come off. But it was the most important game in his life, and he put out a team that had a front five. Yeah, yeah. It had uh, Waddle, Platt, Gascoigne, mm-hmm. Beardsley, Lineker, mm-hmm. and he just and and went for it, and and decided to put the best players out and tell them to do the best that they could. Yeah. And it, it felt this time. That even though we were going through, even though we were getting past uh, everyone until uh, all the
1: way up to the final, it felt like that they were on the leash the whole time. Well, absolutely, because there are people who said that that, uh, that Southgate's like a he's like a breath of fresh air. He brings in all these new players. Yes, he brings in all these new players and then tells them not to play in the way they play for their clubs
0: or tells them sit over there
1: yes, until the, 99th <laughs> <minute> <laughs> yeah. of the final. I've got a surprise <laughs> for you. <Yeah.
0: laughs> you know, you come on, you you do well today, mate. You'll be worth hundred million before yeah. you know it. And I was
1: convinced we were going to win, and we'll have to wrap up on this in a minute, but I was convinced we were going to win when we drew with Scotland because whoever draws with Scotland wins the tournament. So uh, Scotland can say, ha-ha, but you didn't beat us.
0: uh, Yeah, that that moral victory. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: it may even have been a cunning plan from Southgate to (laughs) not beat the Scots. Well, I I don't know. I think we know what his cunning plan
0: was every time. His cunning plan was... Nil nil at half time and yeah. then have a go at it in the last 15. Yes. And, and those know,
1: pesky fullbacks keep scoring yeah, in the yeah. first half. And that
0: was the thing. It was the same as Croatia in, in 2018. Yeah. Fullback scores in the second minute and England try and sit on it for 88 minutes. And, you know, they're not equipped for that mentally, let alone physically and yeah. uh, from a, on a skill level you know and it was, it was heartbreaking really to watch Italy were really thrown by that early goal yeah. the first 10 minutes the first 15 minutes we could have got another we could have gone and they, uh, watching Raheem Sterling running at those ancient centre backs yeah. and then turning back and looking for an easy ball yeah. if we'd run at them they'd have fouled him they'd have pulled him they'd have they gone to pieces yeah. for 10 minutes 15 minutes and then just let we let them back
1: in the game but they've, they've learnt important lessons and not least amongst <laughs> those lessons uh, was the fact that the Olympics were straight afterwards, and that you know the passion of the country was immediately switched from the losers in the final yeah. to the potential gold medalists and to the, and to the runners uh, up and yeah. the and the great Team GB phrase. Well, yes, absolutely.
0: But before we leave the Euros, there was unusually um, a game against Germany that we won. Yes, there was, and uh, that was a great thing. I remember. Uh, playing football immediately after that. And everyone had come in England wow. shirts and uh, one of the teams had to play in white and one of them couldn't. Yes. But um, that, was, that was like world turned upside down just for an evening.
1: Yes, and, and just ruined by the director of the, of the footage um, concentrating on that young German girl crying and that, that rather ruined.
0: Yeah, if it could have been like Manuel Neuer crying. Yeah, you know, or that, or Klinsmann, Klinsmann crime. That would have been the thing to see. Yeah. It? yeah, but uh, you know, the the problem, obviously, with uh, Germany suddenly being unexpectedly crap, was the was the worry that now, you know, from Europe's point of view, we're the bad guys. You know, are we the bad guys? Yeah, you know, it felt like, as particularly the the how the crowd were at the final, oh, the, uh, the yeah. uh, hundreds of people barging their way in, and, yes, and.
1: Oh, man, it,
0: you just felt like I was horrible.
1: I was there. It was yeah. deeply unpleasant, and I have to say, terrible atmosphere. Yeah. Did you have a ticket, or did you just barge? Your way <laughs> no, in? I just barged my way in. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But the Olympics. Talk to me about the Olympics. Well, did you watch any of the Olympics? Well, I watched. I watched um, the Team GB ladies' football, women's yeah. football, and I watched uh, odds and sods of other things. But it was a strange sort of time. It was. Hmm. It was quite quite early in the morning. Quite a lot of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, do you think? Do you feel that the Olympic ladies' football would have been improved if Set Blatter had got his way
1: and they were wearing hot pants and stockings. Yes, well, uh, quite possibly, but although they, they were still forcing the volleyball players to wear hot pants and stockings. They were,
0: yes, they were, yeah. and, and uh, disqualifying the team with, it turned up in shorts.
1: And do you have, do you have a favourite moment?
0: <laughs> well, out of the Olympics, it wasn't a football thing. No. I was particularly taken by the story of the, uh, the German coach, of the of the uh, German girl in the Ladies' Modern Pentathlon, and she was th- it's five events, of course, and one of them is that I think the last one is show jumping, yep. and they have to ride on a horse that they've never ridden on before. They, 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 it's out of a, yes, like yeah, a yeah. random lottery thing, and uh, this German girl who'd won all the previous dis- dis- disciplines was miles ahead. Uh, <laughs> got on this horse, and it wouldn't it wouldn't it refused not just to jump. But refused to come into the arena at all. Yeah, and uh, she was in floods of tears. Of course, you had to feel sorry for her. But I was listening on the radio afterwards, and there was a story that her coach had punched the horse. <laughs> which, which, and I—it's not only the mental image of Mongo in blazing saddles punching a horse to the ground. Yeah, it's that the reporter on the radio kept saying the coach's name in as German an accent as possible. So he would say the German coach of the lady in the uh, ladies' modern pentathlon, Karl <laughs> Reiser, <laughs> was, has been thrown out of the Olympics for punching a horse. Yeah. And I thought maybe he'd done it
1: once as a by accident. Yeah. But
0: then on and on it went, Karl <laughs> Reiser has left the Olympics <laughs> in disgrace. And,
1: <laughs> maybe they were playing in someone else who yes. could pronounce his name. And, uh, <laughs> yes.
0: Animal rights activists have condemned, Karl <laughs> Reiser, has <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs> like, deliberately tried to evoke... Uh, Ray Fiennes in Schindler's List or, you know... The, yes, yes, absolutely. Or the Nasty Guard in Colditz. Yes. You know. And,
1: and I, I th- I'm sure that the Olympic movement, because they're a very inclusive movement, will be looking to introduce horse boxing into the next Olympic. Yeah, a new event. Horse <laughs> boxing. I tell you, you I'd, wa- uh, I'd
0: watch it. And you don't just mean using a horse box to transport them to and from the Olympics. <laughs> you know,
1: that could be part of it. It could be a sort of <laughs> modern pentathlon horse boxing thing. Yeah, um, cool. I, I had one thing that I took away from the Olympics which yeah. I loved, because I couldn't believe it was true, but it was true. In the canoeing,
0: yeah. right,
1: I don't know whether this is because they haven't got a decent scoreboard, right? When you could, you, it's a bit like skiing and all those things. It's time-based, isn't it? And you go one at a time yes. and you're, you're, same as shot put and all these things, and you, you're you ranked and you go yes, further yes. up. So um, instead of putting up the, uh, the scores, as far as I could tell, they made the person... Um, uh, who was in the lead stand on the gold podium, <laughs> and, and, waits the per- to be well, and the person who was second stand on the silver, the <laughs> person who was third stand on the one, and they had to move yeah. when somebody beat them. Yeah, it, you're was, at me. it was it yeah. was fantastic. <laughs> what a great! They could it's, do that in the Premiership. They make all the players of the squad who are top of the league stand there, and they all have to shuffle off if somebody we'll takes have that over. little
0: that little podium with the and the firework guns with the confetti yes. ready to go. Yeah, you know you're off. Yeah, 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 you're yeah, off yeah, 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 yeah. Aguero scored. Yeah. You're off.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes, thanks very much. Down you come. Thanks for coming. <laughs> but I thought that was a great model for that the way fantastic. that sport should be depicted. Uh, uh, that is how, depicted. Sure, that's
0: how sport should be done. Yeah. They're, very, they're very literal um, organisers, the Japanese, in those ways. You know? yeah, Just, yeah. If you're going to be on the podium, I may as well put you there now. <laughs> yeah. No point yeah. you waiting around. <laughs> you
1: said he was in gold medal position. We've yeah. put him in Literally, gold in the medal gold position. position. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: So, moving on, to yeah. the. This, we're at the start of a, a new season, of aren't we course. now? And everyone seems to be creaming themselves. About having the fans back in grounds. I mean, this must be, you know, you're probably more um, excited about this than I am, since you you tend to go to football in a more social way than I do. Mm -hmm. I, I prefer it if I can go and not have to interact with anyone not even the turnstile people I mean th- these um, touch tickets these e-tickets are great now because you just shove it in there and he beeps it and you don't have to say yeah. anything Are but you saying that you don't even like the people on the turnstile? I can't stand the turnstile people they're the bane of my life <laughs> <laughs> No but it, it's so great they're, they're bang on about this all the time it's so great to have the fans back have the atmosphere it's almost like they know they, they need to stay on there's a right side of this argument to be on yes. and they can't be yes. on the side where the fans think they don't, you know. Yes. But I think that the, if I learnt anything from, from the Covid season, last season, it's that uh, football clubs can do perfectly well without any fans at all mm. you know they just use that sky crowd noise thing and not have to deal with people pissing everywhere you know mm. and uh, you know they could they, i think it's ha- where the the european super league idea came from, oh yeah you know? yeah it, just, by stealth yeah you just the, the, the you can just see the big clubs thinking you know we could we could do, we could just do this without it would be yeah. on the television it doesn't matter if no one wants well, it but and 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 more importantly
1: uh, we can announce it and we won't be booed at the next game because the there's game. nobody there's no, there. No there and game. that and And that idea that everybody wants the fans back and I was thinking well no not if you work uh, in the bar in the concourse in the away end to <laughs> no, ground you no, don't want exactly. the fans back
0: then at all exactly unless you know maybe maybe uh, you realize that you'd be sacked if there weren't any yeah. you
1: know and I just discuss- the only thing I really discovered from it apart from it's great to listen to commentators from other teams which you did on the iPlayer on thing, the i which thing, is good yeah. fun but I also thought there wasn't I as far as I can remember there wasn't one incident in all of the games that I watched with no crowd there where a squirrel... Or a cat or a dog ran onto the pitch, <laughs> which tells me people are bringing, people are bringing these a,
0: animals in. Chickens?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, a, that's the French. A, most a badger that time? The badger that time,
0: <laughs> indeed. <laughs> well, no, I actually got to watching it on the television. You know, I actually got to rather like there being no fans. I'm not probably not typical, but I, I, I like on the, in the coverage there not being any shots of tattooed middle-aged men in taut XXXL replicates gurning away and seeing themselves on the on the screen and waving at themselves and not working. out where the cameras, is oh and yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's, that, know, that, that's
1: and, always pleasing
0: yeah and I, I think that uh, that's going to be it's going to be take a bit of getting used to having, yeah. th- having the fans back again now you know yeah well because uh, you know, I'm old and I don't like change yes you know and I've got used to the other thing now
1: yeah I, I say I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I've been to a game already. So I've been to two. Ah, yes.
0: I've seen a penalty shootout. Yes, <laughs> <You> have, <laughs> uh, yeah. Livingston. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, the new season always seems to start, doesn't it, in a bit of limbo because the transfer window being still open, teams haven't worked out their squads. You yes. know, and it's like the, it's almost like these. These early games should have a little asterisk
1: against them. You know, Man City lost to Spurs, but they didn't have Harry Kane yet. Yeah, yes, know. yeah. And it's and it's also amusing that um, you know the last game of the season, they do this, they walk around the pitch and they yeah. get clapped. They go, by far the greatest team. And almost <laughs> as they walk out of the ground, they'll go, right, who are we going to buy? Uh, <laughs> who we're going to get rid of? Yeah, now? exactly.
0: And you know, as they get into their cars and drive away, well, my contract's up. You know, <laughs> yeah. and I can move for nothing now because yeah. of uh, because of the Bosman thing. You know? Yeah, but there've been some incredible transfers this time around already. You know, that Grealish for a hundred million. Yeah, just is that going to be?
1: Well, you see, the thing about about Grealish is over the summer he became. The People's Player, a little <laughs> bit like, like Princess Diana, who was the People's Princess, and yeah. and of course, by not playing, was rendered better. Yes, which is it's a key
0: yes. thing, isn't yeah? it? no, that's true because yeah. Gazza became a great player, didn't he, in the year after he messed his knee? Yeah, up in nineteen ninety-one. Yeah,
1: yeah, cup final. Yeah, yeah and so suddenly yeah. he was the Messiah. So a oh, hundred million for Grealish. Hmm. Um, I, I'm not that surprised. You sounded surprised on I first spoke about it.
0: Yeah, no, I am surprised. I'm surprised that he feels he still feels like because of the the Euro thing. He still feels like a reserve to me. He's still, mm. you know, he's not like uh, you know a hundred million for Harry Kane. Yeah, you could see, but uh, they want a lot more. Yeah. They want a lot more than that, for Harry Kane. Yeah, and you know, Lukaku has gone for gone to back to Chelsea, hasn't he? For ninety-seven and a half million. Yes, and you think. He's probably going to. Uh, you think he's a slightly better, better buy, wouldn't you? Then, uh, yes, I think Grealish. he would.
1: I mean, I think the thing about Grealish is, you, you, you know, the one thing we know about Grealish. I can't imagine uh, Pep Guardiola saying, "Well, I will tell you what, we need in this team, we need the most fouled player in the Premiership, <laughs> please." <laughs> but
0: with you know, with our our to play play to our our, our um, free kick experts, you know. Yeah, would I be, think so. I think Harry Kane might just turn out to be. Uh, you know, the the striker that Pep Guardiola has been looking for his whole life because mm. he plays in the centre circle. Yeah. You know, he
1: hates a target man, Pep Guardiola, yeah. hates him. And, and there's yeah. something I love about, about the Lukaku thing, to go back to that, about teams buying back <laughs> a player that they sold because he yeah, wasn't yeah, good enough. Right.
0: Yeah, because the record, he's, he's not the record buy, is he, Lukaku? But he's, he beats Paul Pogba's record for a fee played by a club for a player, they once let go for, for nothing. Uh, yeah. nothing yeah and I just I just
1: it just reminds me of the story of the ugly duckling to tell you <laughs> the honest truth <laughs> he comes back in and said, get out of town yeah yeah, yeah. get all to you know to everton and and uh look <laughs> he is Belgian. Yes, but they didn't loan him to a team in Belgium, did no, they? No, which is uh,
0: out of character. Yeah, no,
1: because every, one Chelsea signed everybody under the age of sixteen, <laughs> no matter whether they've played football or not. Everybody signed by Chelsea, and then they're sent on loan to Belgium. Yeah. So Chelsea have actually sent more young men to Belgium than the British Expeditionary Force in 1914, <laughs> which is very impressive. And uh, for, to say one more thing about player power, which which is which is part of this reason for the constant uh, transfers it's uh, mm. you know they see themselves as individuals rather than parts of team to some extent but I love the, um, the the special things they can get in their contracts so some <laughs> of them you, you know they, they get paid on loan and they have to play 30 games unless they're injured and things like that yeah yeah and I'm just at some t- stage it's going to be well I, I, he won't take throw-ins and he <laughs> and he doesn't have to head the ball and he's got a friend who'd like to play with well, him that that's
0: <laughs> happened hasn't it that's, that's oh, yeah Joe Royal got sacked at Everton because he was trying to buy Tor André Flo. Right. And Tor André Flo would only come if he bought his mate. Right. And he did the deal for the mate and then the Tor André Flo deal fell through. So he had, he had, I forget the guy's name, but he had Tor André Flo's mate in the reserves. Oh, right. And, they, and they, that's, that was the end of him at
1: Everton.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the transfer window for uh, lower down the league, let me in, inform inform people, who we're supposed to be getting, about at old, uh, getting excited about at Oldham this summer. We've, we've acquired a, a, a man called Jacob Blythe. And when I looked yeah. him up, the first thing that came up on Google was an article about Geordie Shore starlet Holly Hagan and her lover, Motherwell Flop Jacob Blythe. <laughs> and this is, why, you know, oh, we've got a new set forward. Let's have a look. Let's see what it is. <laughs> Motherwell Flop Jacob Blythe is who we've got. And who had apparently already been sacked... After there was a picture in the paper of him smoking hippie crack, whatever the hell that is. You,
1: you can get sacked for that now.
0: Yeah, it's e- unbelievable. Evidently. It didn't do any cider barraheen, he moved clubs. I think it was the combination of the crack and the Geordie Shaw combi- uh, connection that, uh, yes. it was, that finished him well, off well, up there. They're very dour up there. Just,
1: just to let you know, and I know it is depressing the way that uh, transfer fees have been incredibly um, um, uh, inflated. But hmm. the good news is I looked on Transfer Market and you are worth £3 million. So <laughs> that's good. And your knee's gone. <laughs> yes. I, I, you know, I've, I've, I've
0: recently played football golf and I just don't have the distance on the drive anymore. Just no. no. Oh, know. my God,
1: you can't tell me that. You played football
0: golf. Yes. How fantastic. It was very good. It was in Scotland. It play, you play it on an, on an actual golf course. They just have extra football holes. Mm. And you don't really
1: have a dream that they tend oh, or anything. No, but this, this to me is just... A classic way of looking at football how can we make football better let's yeah. have football golf let's
0: mix it with golf well you know it was in scotland in fairness oh it's the home of golf and the, and the home of golf rather than football <laughs> <laughs> and they're probably looking for for some way to to console themselves yes uh, for not having a not having a, a nil nil draw with the eventual euro champions yeah um okay well uh, we're going to uh, be talking soon to our guest. Our
1: mystery guest. Our
0: mystery you, guest. you probably know who it is already. I know who it is, yeah.
1: Now, one of the most irritating things to a dyed-in-the-wool cynic like me is Sky's relentless insistence that each game they show is going to be, and then is, and then was, a masterpiece of footballing gold. Since 1991, these magic bean merchants and fur-collared pimps of the Premier League have been selling, selling and reselling a product that only occasionally gives any return. Hype, hype and more hype in the drab tones of Martin Tyler. The Premier League is their monorail, and we are Springfield. If you look at it logically, over 30 years, I have paid roughly £36,000 to have Jeff Shreve's live in my house. A sobering thought for us all, and much of that money, we should say... Went to our guest today, <laughs> Tim Lovejoy. Thank Maybe you. he can make sense of it all. Tim, you're very, very welcome. And good to see you. Thanks
2: for all your money. I, thought, <laughs> I, I enjoyed spending it. Lovely.
0: <laughs> if only you could direct it when you paid the bill. If only you yes. could say. Oh, that would know, be wonderful.
2: Give more to Chris Kamara, yeah. less to Lovejoy. Yeah,
1: keep yeah. <laughs> he, it out of Carragher's pocket. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> now, hopefully, Tim, you're going to check. We, 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 we've been a little cynical, we're a bit world weary, and we're, we're hoping you are going to reignite our love of football like Rubinho did at Man City. Yeah,
2: no pressure. No, no not a chance. <laughs> with, with his constant lollipops. No, I, I can't do that. I'm, I'm cynical as well. I'm, I'm going down your line. I'm sorry about that.
1: Yeah, I, I'm interested now, actually, before, before we talk about the Sky and all of those things, there's so much to talk about. And obviously, you've been involved in football for a long, long time. Was it 1995 that, that um, Soccer AM
2: started? Yeah, twi- actually, this week... I marked the 25th anniversary, so it was 96, of the first ever soccer event I presented.
1: Well, I remember, um, I think probably only a few weeks after you started seeing you with Danny Baker and him coming up to me and just going this is the future of sports sports broadcasting Christ Uh,
2: (laughs) it a sad sad day in much the the way that
1: Russell Beardsmore was the future of Manchester (laughs) United for a couple of years no but he did he did and there was an excitement in it and it was very different but before before we talk about that I I want to talk to you as a Chelsea fan and and first of all you just mentioned Sean Locke and we should perhaps have a moment um, not to discuss but
2: just to remember uh, the. the the sad passing of sean Locke, who was also a very big chelsea fan big chelsea fan yeah and what a talented man ridiculously talented and i say i'm just telling you i am not sure he liked me because every time i come on my show i fanboyed him so much i was so into 15 (laughs) stories i go i remember this bit i remember that bit he's like yeah tim shut up let's talk about chelsea (laughs) no i
1: think we've all we've all we've all done that with somebody somewhere along the line but from the chelsea point of view This is a question I'm Mm. always interested in, and it's now also the Man City point of view. Is there any part of you that goes, oh, I wish we didn't have all the money?
2: Yes, I'm very uncomfortable being a trophy clubbed (laughs) by a Russian. I'm not up on Russian politics, but I imagine... That it's not as uh, clean and ethical as I would like it to be. Somewhere, if you
0: trace it back, someone has died. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. Yeah. However, I, yeah, and and just the idea that we were in a pandemic and we went and spent three hundred million quid just, just just doesn't sit right. But it was Chris who told me when he came on my podcast, and it's and it's in his book, and I and I loved it. They all and it's just since since I've read it in your book and talked to you about it, I can't stop thinking about it. They just line themselves. Up roughly in financial order, <laughs> and everyone's saying, "Can Chelsea do it this year?" Yeah, we've spent a hundred million quid on a striker who yes. we let go for nothing, and and it's like, yeah, of course we can. If we can't, then then we're crap. Well, well and
1: and and the other question, therefore, is, is exactly that. So when you don't win something. That, you know that's, there's a corresponding am- amount of, of disappointment yeah. especially for younger fans who've perhaps only lived through that
2: yeah well we had I don't, I don't know if it's a long time ago but last season we, we brought back one of our heroes Frank Lampard we gave him the keys yeah. to the club he yeah. started playing the youth everybody was very excited about this and then we sacked him <laughs> because we didn't get a media yeah, uh, didn't you, know. you, have, you have
0: when Lampard first went you were under some sort of embargo weren't you and, yeah uh, and so the players that you were bringing in who are, ne- who are now Mason Mount yeah and, you know. exactly uh, they perhaps wouldn't have even got to go. They would perhaps be on loan at Royal Antwerp even now.
2: Yeah, and, and we have to remember there was no crowd there either, and that was making very strange results. I know, Chris. Mm. I just heard you say you loved not having the fans. <laughs> I actually think the fans make the football. Yeah. And I've started. I was watching United Leeds the other day, thinking so much better with the fans in because of the passion. And I was thinking they actually make this product. Maybe they should get a cut of the TV money. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. you're going to
0: keep
2: saying it. <laughs>
0: yes. But there's, there's no reason there's so much money washing fr- through TV rights. There's no reason why the ticket prices should be so high. Yeah, there's no reason why they shouldn't subsidize uh, the crowd because, uh, especially if they're saying the crowd are such a big part exactly. of it, they should be p- the tickets should be 10 quid to make sure Look, the grounds are all full 100%. Well, I have
1: to say, and, and this just happens to be true that Stoke haven't changed their season ticket prices for 15 years mm. and they pay for away travel for all fans that go away. That's amazing. So, that, that is that. Is pretty decent, but on the Champions League thing, funny enough, and the thing about Chelsea and the, ch- the chopping and the changing. So, a bit like Aston Villa in 1981, you've won the Champions League twice, and both times with a manager who didn't start the season as manager,
2: yeah, De yeah. time, yeah, exactly. which is
1: it, which is instructive. And that's got to say to the board or whoever's in charge, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, <laughs> none of it matters. You can have a new manager two weeks before the final. And no one will care.
2: Just keep spending money on players. Yeah. That's all yeah. you always do. More Just money on spending. players
1: and different managers. It, it's nothing to do yeah. with it.
2: Pep, Pep Guardiola last season actually said that the reason we're successful is I spend the most money. Didn't he? <laughs> he literally yeah. told us yeah. in a yeah. press conference. He, but he also you know, interestingly
1: said uh, this season that, yes, I won it with the most money, but also at Barcelona, I didn't spend any money. At all, and won the Champions oh, right. League. And this yeah. what he was trying to get to. you yeah. oh, he probably uh, only yeah. heard the
0: first part. Yeah.
1: Of that thought. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> um, all right. Look, t- 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 that's the Chelsea thing, and I know that Man City. Some Man City fans feel the same, and there's also that sort of, you know, there's that that joy in the in the in the, the sort of. Doug Rugby, um, Peter Barota, years...
2: Joey Jones, Mickey Thomas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dixon Speedy, yeah, all those guys. And and
1: losing quite regularly to teams that you shouldn't really be losing to. Exactly, yeah.
2: Um, And it's the same
1: at Man City. Um, You know, that, that, that was almost who they were. Yeah. Was that, you know, they were... Perennial losers, if you like, or, or, or perennially disappointed.
2: Well, I always think um, football, and you two will understand this, for supporting <laughs> your two teams. Football not about winning; it's about supporting the journey or, yeah. or, or the team. And every year with Chelsea it was the same as you know your clubs have, which is I hope we have a good cup run. You know that's yeah. kind of what you hope for, or, or a, a chance to get promotion up, up the leagues. But with Chelsea now, it's it really is like, are we going to win the league this year, or, or you know the FA Cup? We win something most years, yeah. and. And I do think it's a bit soulless. I yeah. really do. Well,
1: and and the other side of that is, of course, the other clubs are thinking we might have a good cup run but now having a good cup run means nothing at all so it's like you can have the scraps under our table oh no actually we're going to hoover those scraps up and none of it will mean anything at
2: all (laughs) and the other thing is you get all the fans at Chelsea who who start booing if you ever lose a game it's like we're not allowed to lose anymore booing yes just not allowed to we've lost I remember losing to uh, Leicester City and I was talking to Alex Stewart you know the Mm. cricketer and I said they are so much they went on to win the league that year they Mm. are are so much better than us. That is unbelievable. <laughs> Why are we booing? They just absolutely took us apart. Yeah, yeah.
1: There, there is, that's
2: definitely something in that.
1: It's a spoiled
0: reaction. It and is. it happens it's, everywhere. It's entitlement. It's the, you feel like, uh, uh, you know, entitlement by proxy. You mm. feel like, And I'm always amazed by how uh, supporters feel like it's their money. Do you know what I mean? I feel like we got a good deal for that. Who's this? We It's nothing to do with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we yes. should we should have oh. sold it. It's nothing yeah. to do with you. Do you know what I mean? It's and and this. It's like people will support the bank account, as much as they'll support the team on the pitch. And 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 even lower down the league, if you get a good price for your best player, keep your best player, yeah. win some some bloody games. You but know.
1: I think this, this actually comes to the, the very nub of the way football's changed. When I went to football, and this is being an old man talking about when I first went to football, mm. the idea that you had any idea at all about the finances of the club or Where the money was going, I agree, or who had the money. It meant not you went yes. on a Saturday afternoon to watch football being played, and people come in now, they're going, Oh, we've got shares here, and this is that. And I'm going, Well, what's that got to do with anything? <laughs> it's and, and now you're not considered to be a proper fan if you're not at the annual general meeting and, and complaining about you know, um, what they're paying the, the, the deputy director of marketing, <laughs> it's yeah.
0: got
2: nothing to do with anything. Yeah, I agree. But it's totally. also and the yeah. dream
1: has changed, you know, the dream
0: you talk about you Chelsea used to be wanting to have a good cup run, which they would have every now and again. But now the dream is, where are we going to get a shake? We need a shake. That's yeah. what we need. You know, that'll sort it out. Yeah. And that's wow. the, that's how what football comes down to. Is, of is what the is who owns your club. You know, and Oldham, yeah. unfortunately, as you can tell by the fact that we're bottom of the bottom division, uh, owned by two people who don't know what they're doing. And you know, and
1: all the older fans are saying, "Where are we going to find a shake?" Mm. You know, we need yeah, a shake. Yeah. But but if you don't have a dream, how are you going to make a dream come true? <laughs> That's <laughs> true. So, 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 so. Oh, oh, on that <laughs> on that business about getting cross and you know it's your right and I mean it used to be you know that bugger's ruined my weekend now it's that bugger's ruined my life you know mm. um, but uh, when Stoke got relegated and we have a really great chairman called Peter Coates who's a local man and he's been chairman for a long time and he's done a wonderful job blah 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 there was a phone in with on the day we got relegated and this woman phoned in and she said Peter Coates should go round the ground on his hands and knees and apologise to each and every fan <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Because this is a disgrace. And just think, what world do you live in? Just (laughs) bizarre.
2: Yeah, the whole relationship between the fans though and and the club has changed. I don't feel connected with Chelsea anymore because the mm. t- you were saying about what you think people buy the players. I know my money doesn't even pay for their hair gel. Mm. You know, it's mm. like yeah. the t- the TV money is paying for yeah, it. Yeah, TV the, money pays and, for everything. You know, I I always say that uh, Dennis Wise knows this, but Dennis Wise invented football by t- uh, ruined football. Sorry, he invented taking babies up and, uh, <laughs> oh, and the yes. FA Cup final with his son. Yeah, he did that, and then anyway, suddenly no, we had no, to as big <laughs> 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 yeah, not your child not your child <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then suddenly at the end of the season when the players get paraded round the ground it used to be right the players thanking us yes. for our support then suddenly it was like a day out for the wives and kids yeah. and to begin with it was the kids and it was alright you know they used to go like a little Dennis Wise yeah, son would little, go and score a little goal little little Rooney shirt, and then suddenly you get their wives in their in the stilettos yeah. walking around the pitch I'm like why are you on the pitch but, Yeah. <laughs> Get off. Well,
1: yeah, absolutely. And what they do, but when they walk around, if you notice, because they have to do all the sides and they're walking around, they're looking in, blah, 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 blah. And it's like a zoo. <laughs> and what they're really doing is they're saying to their children, you know what these are, kids? These are poor people. <laughs> You'll never be as poor as these people. And some of them are quite rich. <laughs> Very true. So that's, we, have to, we have to talk about Sky a little bit because, uh, yeah. you know, for, for all... Uh, for all our, our refusal, supposedly, <laughs> to, 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 to bang on about, you know, how things have changed, etc., etc., etc. cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The, You know, the arrival of Sky and the Premier League at the same time absolutely changed things. And, and I personally I don't want to talk about it generally. I wonder what it was like for you as somebody who has the attitude you've just explained. So, you know, a healthy cynicism, a, a sense of realism about the game. How much were you? How difficult was it for you to be lighter about the game while at Sky?
2: I got told often by the bosses. They were lovely to me by the bosses because, by the way, because um, they were they got paid on ratings and percentage shares and stuff, and my they got bonuses on it. And my show. You know, it's like when I took it over, it was like 10,000 people watching. By the end, it was hundreds of thousands up into the millions, I think, every now and then. And um, they were getting bonuses on it. So they just kept on going, love what you're doing. Keep doing it. But I used to get called in all the time and reminded it was the crown jewels. That was the expression they used. This is the crown jewels. And I remember, no one will believe this, but I remember when I started showboating and I did it because Zola had done this cross from behind the back of his leg type cross. I it called that a Rabona or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'd done the Rabona. And, and so we put it in and then we said showboating. And I remember walking around the office going, showboating is a boxing term, isn't yeah, yeah. it? And so I said, if I said showboating with football, will, will you get it? And everyone was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It means like being flashed and everything. And I did it. And my boss called me in. No one, No one believes this. Late 90s called me in and said a lot of the managers aren't happy about this. Oh. <laughs> because we were still we we still were on the uh, the tail end of percentage football. Yeah. No messing about. Get it in there. All that yeah, sort of yeah. stuff. Alan Shearer. Don't try and get on showboat. Yeah. Don't. Try, yeah. 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 Um, he deserved
1: you know, a whack for that so that's I mean. <laughs> that's
2: yeah. It, yeah. yeah don't mess about with it yeah. you know and then you talk about Rubinho later on I mean that guy just all he wanted to do was showboat it's yeah. like you know so the players started to come in and and the evolution of the Premier League meant the more players wanted to do it they were phoning us up going did you see my showboat and then you know, I don't yeah, know yeah. if you remember down in Swansea City Lee Trundle he was just doing it for fun round yeah, his yeah. shoulder and everything. And so he the
1: complaints were that you were encouraging, yeah, players, well, yeah, to no, encouraging the managers, players to do fancy stuff yeah,
2: yeah the managers didn't like their players being seen to be doing fancy stuff when they, you know, because it didn't feel 100% commitment. It's so, so bizarre now, I say it. Yeah, yeah. But I got called in and they went, we're not sure about this. And I said, can we just keep going with it for a while? And they said, okay. But a few of the managers said, be careful where you're going with it because we don't want to be... I, I know it sounds ridiculous, me saying this, <laughs> yeah, but the awesome. idea that you're a fancy damn player, <laughs> you're getting money off the fans. What are yeah, you yeah, doing yeah, trying yeah, to do yeah, skills, yeah, you know? Yeah. This yeah. isn't the 70s. <laughs> yeah. It's not It's not Frank Worthington, for God's sake, you know? And so, you know that's That's basically where we were at.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the, the the very idea they should try and entertain you is just <laughs> disgusting.
0: Quite honestly, but then they'll do a montage of them all with to let me entertain you, <laughs> to, yeah. as, you as you're going out of the, the coverage. Well, it, yes. it
2: changed quite quickly after that. I mean, these sort of things came along. We also did another item which was we 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 did why where the players kept yes, going, I remember that going soldier. yeah with, with the dying, dying soldier, yeah, soldier yeah. and stuff when they kept going down and we did it's a miracle when they got up and ran around yeah. and we did did all that sort of. Well, I, and, 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 and the, every now and then the boss would come in are you sure about this one i go honestly the fans love it I, oh,
1: go... I, that was one of my very favourite things because I imagined players on a Saturday if they were on away game, certainly sitting around at breakfast watching it and you're thinking I don't want to be on that yeah. I, don't, I don't want to be exposed as being a cheap but now I don't think it's thought of as cheating no.
2: at all. There was this brilliant bit of footage. Um, I might have talked to you about this, Chris. Where this mm. brilliant bit of footage with uh, uh, Michael Richards, Graham Souness and and I don't know uh, Gary Neville or something. They're talking about who Manchester United need to buy, and they went Jack Grealish. I know you've just been talking about it. And, and Michael Richards says we have to. They have to buy um, mm. uh, Jack Grealish because he earns more fouls. It earns. That was the usual. <laughs> yeah. Earns yeah, yeah. or buys. I yeah, can't yeah. remember. It was one of those more fouls than any other player and. Soonest went, but that's cheating. And they went, and Michael Richards looked at him and went, what are you talking about? What are you talking
0: about?
2: It's the best skill ever. And I was just like, what the hell happened? Uh, absolutely. That, the idea that you're drawing a foul rather than riding a foul suddenly became the better. But, and, yeah, and uh, it's
0: all tied up with also, he's got a right to
2: go
1: down. Right to he go should, down, know, yeah. But, uh, yeah. He's got a, he if he's felt f- he right, right to go Yeah, down. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. that's it, yeah. You don't
1: even realise the pace it's played yeah, at. He may not have actually touched him, but when you get that close, it's a bit like one of those big trailers on the, Boat away! <laughs> yeah. If there's just a little gust of wind, that could kill you. Yeah, and and also, I imagine players get in trouble for not going down.
2: Oh, well, that's what they're saying, isn't it? That's what they all say. The managers won't be happy with that. He hasn't yeah, gone he down. Yeah. he yeah, hasn't yeah, yeah, earned yeah, a penalty. Yeah, yeah. He it's hasn't just, bought a penalty. The hilarious no,
0: the thing at the moment, where they're doing the trailer for the new season on Sky, mm-hmm. and there's a, a, a number ticking up. Oh yeah, yeah, a yeah, thousand, thousand goals. Yeah. Yeah. and one of them is counting up to. Quickly, to 70,000 crunching tackles. You think, 70,000 crunching... I'll be lucky to see seven. (laughs) In the the whole bloody season. But still... Yeah, it's a thing that's it's a thing that's gone out it's supposed to be you know contact sport and they're supposed aren't they now to be changing the VAR interpretation so that the thing that Raheem Sterling he's been picked on particularly the thing that Raheem Sterling did against Denmark won't be a penalty anymore yeah you know because and they looked at that and he got touched three times from both sides and went down but he should have stayed on his feet apparently yeah.
2: you, you're but, both talking about going to the game earlier and I was just thinking I have been to Stamford Bridge yet I'm going to go uh, was it next week or the week after but but um, I was thinking, you get a you get a crap product now because of VAR. Because if you're at home, oh, God. Mm. you get the whole game with the VAR and the lot. If you're in the stadium now. You'd get in half a game, aren't you? Because they're not showing everything. It's a bit everything. like with
0: the, with the cricket as well. If you go to a, a, a live... Yeah. Uh, you go to, live to the Test match and you need to see on the big screen, you need to see the, the, the close-up of the LBWs and the close-up yeah, of the yeah. things. It's part of it. It's part of what you've, what you've become accustomed to watching. Yeah. And on the special day that you go to the Test match, you have know, to try and see over the top of a stand to see the top corner of the screen. You
1: know? yeah.
0: And buy- at the football, you, don't, you know, they're, they're, they're very wary, aren't they, of showing the controversial thing. That's exactly you know, right. Uh, in case it, it foments trouble. Well, if they stop letting fans in like
2: you want, then there'd yeah. be no trouble. Well,
0: then, every, then it's a level playing field, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
2: that is true. That is very true. I, mean, yeah.
1: I The trouble. Problem for me is I just always, I'm still stuck in the sort of early 80s. <laughs> like,
2: oh, my okay, yeah. <laughs> I liked it there. <laughs> I don't like it here. I'm just spanned <laughs> out Stood up in the rain, yeah. But,
1: but, so, for instance, you mentioned Manchester United versus Leeds. And my brain of the 58-year-old man goes, Manchester United beat Leeds 5-1. bet there was a load of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think then about VAR. I cannot imagine how one day... There isn't going to be a last-minute VAR decision between two teams that are in very different, possibly want to win the championship, yeah, want yeah. to get relegated, uh, and it isn't going to just go mad because people can't control themselves. Yeah. You know, if they if they can ask Peter Coates to go round on his hands and knees and apologise <laughs> for, for, <laughs> to every fan, they, they're damn well going to be unhappy with a VAR decision. In the last like day, that. Imagine
0: if Aguero, uh, when he won the title that oh, time, yeah. had been uh, you know a hair's breadth from being offside, and they, and they had to wait they're to wait to okay that goal that yeah. would win them the league yeah. and they're watching it again and again and again and and oh have they got fat lines have they got thin lines where's his <laughs> eyebrows? Yeah. you know
1: all this stuff. yeah or, the, or at carlisle they're putting up the jimmy glass statue <laughs> and they're taking it down again <laughs> and they're putting it up hold on hold on <laughs> and one of the things that i found when i was doing um, the things sort of like on the bbc um was that most footballers are great, but there are some incredibly thin-skinned footballers and thin-skinned clubs. So there were particular clubs, I don't know who the managers were that were complaining about the, the showboating. Um, but it, it, it is true that there's some, in football and in football broadcasting as well, there are some people who are incredibly, they were unable to see anything outside this is a wonderful and fantastic Game and product, and you should never denigrate anybody, which I kind of understand, but it makes it quite difficult, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, I think with the with the footballers, I learned really early on in soccer, m that they are thin-skinned, but that's because they're worried about getting grief, and and they're also they've got they're, they're children when they start playing. By the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're in their yeah. late teens, yeah. and they're dealing with all this pressure. Now it's multiplied massively because of social media and everything. And yeah. I mean, when when Gareth South Southgate and all that lot are saying it's terrible when they go in the dressing room and they look on Twitter, I'm like, even I don't come off a TV show and look on Twitter, because <laughs> yeah. I don't want all the grief and abuse, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. just take their phones off yeah, them and yeah. say, Jesus Christ guys, you're in the middle of a Euros here, just get away from it, and you know, and, so, and they should come off social media for any of the big events and I, I don't know why they're on it anyway, they've got enough money they don't need to do anything <laughs> I, I would, but with the clubs, it got uh, during, I did 11 years on um, uh, Soccer M we never had a Manchester United player on, ever In the studio because Sir Alex Ferguson, he had that siege mentality thing and he said, you're not allowed to do any media. So we never had them on. We used to get uh, all the other clubs. Gerard Houllier went to Liverpool. He went, no, they don't take football seriously enough. Genuinely. So he wouldn't let any Liverpool. Then Arsene Wenger sort of noticed that all the clubs were stopping their players. He stopped. We ended up with Charlton and Leicester players every week for a while because they were letting us have it. We used to get injured players or suspended players. Eventually the club started calling them in. One of the reasons why I left Soccer M was after 11 years, we didn't have any players on that show. All the players were in VT and they were promoting charities back in Africa yeah, or so something. Yeah, so like the
1: teammates thing and things like yeah, that.
2: Yeah, or they were promoting a boot for Adidas or Nike or something like that, or a, or a PlayStation game or something. Mm. They were never talking about their clubs ever. The clubs just blocked all media from the players eventually. And so it was like, so we were going down to the championship and it was just a bit weird in the end that we never had any big players on. Yeah. And it just felt like we're the biggest football show and we never have any <laughs> bloody players on. Yeah, they, they, so great still bands them. on you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, th- I think that's really interesting
1: because i think i think part of the reason you're absolutely right from what i've i discovered from speaking to some players um is yes the last thing you want to do is go out make a fool of yourself and you're going to get ribbed by the rest, rest of the players. And what we used to try and do sometimes was get two. And, uh, you know, or get the most influential person in the dressing room. Yeah. Um, that that was a way around it. Um, but but the, uh, but the other thing is, actually, we found towards the end, and this was still quite a long time ago now, um, that the players in the dressing rooms didn't know each other sufficiently well anymore that they would, you know, there was like a a, um, a sense of of, of solidarity. Because there, a lot of them were just coming in, training and going out again. Uh, or or it perhaps didn't speak the language or, or what, whatever cliques, it may yeah, be.
0: be. Language cliques. Yeah,
1: so yeah, yeah. These are the cliques they talked about with, with England, didn't they, for, for, for years. Not the language cliques. No, no. Well, possibly with the Georgians. No, the just the, the, <laughs> hev- the heavy accent cliques yeah, that they yeah, had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there is, there is a sort of a thin-skinned uh, um, situation. And also, well, I, was,
2: I was in a nightclub one night and a player came up to me and I'd taken the mickey out of him on the show. This is my first ever soccer season, and and he Hmm. said uh, I'm going to kick the shit out of you later and I went oh okay and he's a lot bigger than me and I was like oh fuck that's not good is it? And so uh, I just I had a drink and I went back and said I'm really sorry, what have I done? And he went, you did the mickey out of me. And then he went, look, I'm sorry. I am playing so badly at the moment and I can't get my confidence up. And I turn on your show in the morning and there's you taking the mickey out of me. And he said, I just feel terrible. My wife's watching it, my kids are watching it. And from that moment on, I never joked at them. I only ever did it with them. And they absolutely loved it and came on board with it. Yeah, Mm.
1: Well, Tim, that's that's uh, been absolutely brilliant. And uh, next week we've got Joe Brand, which should be uh, um, a different experience. She's a Crystal Palace fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so
2: much, Tim. Thank you, And for having uh, uh, no, To
1: play great us great out, Tim's going to sing us a song.
2: <laughs> you want me to? Well, just see. The thing is, <laughs> all right, I'm not brilliant. At, I'm not a, bri- a brilliant fan. I've read that a lot of times on Twitter. <laughs> but I'm not. I was one of those fans who I like the atmosphere, but I didn't really join in a lot. And so um, what would happen was, you know, you'd watch all the... Th- the one song that, you know, would get me is um, One Man Went to Meadow," yeah? Because it starts at one man, gets to ten men. It's a long song. Mm. And what mm. you notice is there's the hardcore start of one. I join about eight. <laughs> so, you know... Well,
0: you know, there'll be people listening to this in a, a long session in the, in the gym. They've still got maybe another 40, <laughs> 45 minutes to go. So let's see how high you can get.
2: <laughs> <laughs> one man went to mow, went to mow a meadow. One man and his dog, Spot, went to mow a meadow. Two men went to mow... When if you want meadow, to get in touch with the program, our <laughs> email address dog spot. It is Dogspot. It's Meadow. It is. What the hell Three is it? It's uh, slopingpitch at gmail.com. Men, two men, one man, and his dog spot. Great Big
1: Owl.com.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sports
2: Social Podcast Network.